Come on, God wants to heal. He is healing. It's the children's bread. So those watching right now, I just challenge you. You don't need to be in a building. You don't need to even come to this altar because like Romans said to Jesus, when he needed that healing, he says, you don't even need to come. Just give the word. You don't even need to send your disciples. Just give the word. And guess what the word says? He came and he, he paid. By his stripes, we are healed. So right now, if you need a miracle, grab it right now. By faith, just step in it. You have to try something out. If you, if you got something hurting and you can't feel it, then move it to find out. You got to try something. Don't you? He's not going to. Sometimes the miracles happen without even realizing it. Just because you're his children. It's interesting. When I was sitting here, I didn't know she was gonna, what she was sharing. I didn't know we were going to pray for some healing. But I instantly just started getting some words of knowledge. And you said most of them. But like specifically the right neck. Your right neck is if you're watching some in this room. You're, I just saw God healing it. Something about kidneys, the kidneys are being healed right now. If you need functioning kidneys, take that right now. What are, I don't even know, I don't, I just, I don't even know what polyps are. Polyps? Polyps? Polyps or something like that? Polyps, that's what it was. That's being healed right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I declare that, whoever that is, because trust me, I, I can't even make it, I don't even know the words. So, Lord, we just declare that right now in Jesus' name. And back pain, back pain. Let's move around a bit. Move around in a minute. I like this. It's, uh... Sorry, guys, I didn't give you this verse, but uh... 1 John 2.17. It's interesting because we're children of God. We just love Jesus, right? And it says in the Passion Translations, 1 John 2.17, the world and its desires are in the process of passing away, but those who love to do the will of God live forever. In the Greek, that actually means to continually, habitually do the will of God. And that's the testimony she just shared. Didn't need to be in a church service, didn't need the, the presence to, to all of a sudden, it was like, oh, something's happening. No, she just stood up. Because you're continually, we need to learn to habitually, continually do the will of God. And he said, go forth and make disciples and heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons. So we just declare that right now, Lord. We just thank you for the testimony right now. Even if you're watching live right now, let us know. Type it in. If you're being healed, something happened. We want feedback. We love feedback. Because we just do the will of the Lord, and it's up, it's up to heaven. It's up to God. Come on, the results are up to him. We're not the healer. I hear all the time, oh, I had the, the, the healer come and pray for me. No, 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 you, you had a believer play for you. We're all healers. We're all faith workers. We're all, come on, we have to break that down, thinking that there's some, I understand, some people have a, an anointing to see, and, they, and they've seen so much, they've built their faith. But we need to be living like that constantly. It's not an excuse. So anyways, that's good. That wasn't part of my message, but that's good. Thank you, Amira. Thank you for stepping out. Thank you for stepping out. Come on, I love testimonies. God is good. Let's just pray. Lord Jesus, we just thank you right now. Lord, I thank you for this time. Thank you that we're here in this hour. Lord, I thank you for this season in 2020. I thank you that it's a good season. Lord, that you are alive and active, and you're not concerned. You're actually excited to see what your body's about to do. You're actually excited to see the bride rise up. And so, Lord God, let us be that, that, that bride with the perspective of heaven, Lord God. Let us learn to rule and reign on this earth as you've called us to. Lord God, give us your perspective this morning. Lord, let there be a shift even again today in our lives to go further and greater into what you've called us to do, God. Lord God, right now we put our focus on you. Holy Spirit, just come. 
We don't need to wait to an end of a message and say, Holy Spirit, come fill us more. Get in the prayer line, Lord, let it come now. Holy Spirit, I want more of you. I want to be filled with more of you. I know each one of these that came to this place, they're hungry. Holy Spirit, we ask for your tangible presence just to come into a new way in our lives today. Lord God, right now I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would just shift right now, Lord, any wrong perspectives. God, give us your perspective right now, Lord God. Lord Jesus, just like I, love, I always love that verse in Psalms, it says that we can leap over a wall. So if there's a wall in front of you, just jump. Just leap over it because you've been called. He's given you the ability. So if he's given us the ability, then it's up to us to step into it. He handed us the authority. Lord, we just thank you in Jesus' name. I'm going to continue this morning. Um, we're just, I've been preaching basically what we call the simple kingdom theology. And that is that Jesus came and restored his people and gave us back his authority. And it's interesting, I got convicted this week because we kind of say that, oh, I'm just going to, I just feel like God's bringing me back to preach that simple, the simple part of the, the kingdom theology. And Lord said, like, Kevin, how, it is all simple. That's what it's supposed to be. It was never supposed to be difficult. It was never supposed to be some deep theology. He came to actually set us free to be, have relationship with him. It's that simple. It's that, come on, you guys. We make it so difficult that we actually put roadblocks. Half the walls in front of us are because we put them there. He did everything for us already. Can I have an amen? Come on. He did it already. He died and rose again. He came out of that tomb, and he didn't say, oh, I have to do it again. He knew right. He knew. He gave us the keys because he went down to hell and took the keys back, and then he gave it to us. So what are we doing that's not, what's causing us not to live in a breakthrough? It says in Philippians 3.20, for our, we, for our citizenship in heaven is in heaven, for which we eagerly await for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So if our citizenship is in heaven, that is the, you guys, that's the shift right there. You, you're, you're no longer meant to be concerned of this world. Your citizenship, your, your lifestyle, your, your, everything about what you're supposed to be living for is supposed to be a perspective from eternity. And I know, I know that sounds so simple, but we need to start understanding and the eternity message needs to come back because we're living for eternity. The worst thing they can do to you is kill you. Come on, do we really, do we believe that? I'm not asking, I don't, I have no desire to be martyred. I used to declare that all the time and then I had kids and a wife and all of a sudden I'm like, wait a minute, I want to live. Oh, I did. I, but, the, but really, what's the worst thing that happens? They kill you for your faith. You know what the Bible says what happens to you? You get a special place in heaven. You get rewarded. And guess what? This little, in, little tiny time on earth, which is actually so important. I think we have to realize that it is so important because if it wasn't important, we'd get saved and he would just take us away. But instead, it is so important because when we get saved, he says, now I give you the authority. Actually, just, just, he just said, remind him, he said, no, he goes, now you get to live out your authority because I already gave it back. God always gave everybody authority. But you have to be able to be, choose to be a son or a daughter before you get to activate it. We have to. We are about bringing the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 10, 7 to 8. Because we're called to rule. And as you go, preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick Cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast the demons, freely you have received, freely give. Can I grab a water? Someone grab me a water. 
We freely have been given thanks. But we need to understand that He actually called us to something. He called us to the, the, the following of Him. He said, come follow me. Come follow me. I've been wrecked for weeks now just by that simple truth again. That he actually just, he didn't say, Kevin, this is what you're going to do. Da, 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 da. He said, come follow me. Come follow me. This week, he, he, he spoke to me so clearly. He says, Kevin, the, he says this, you live in a world of information. We're called the information age. We're technology. Things are happening so fast. And he says, you got to remind the church that that's not how I work. I, he's still in the relationship age. He's still in the, 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 the age of even, we, we call it even the, the um, agricultural age, where you actually watch things grow, where it's not just instant. We live a lifestyle so often because of the culture we live in that we expect that when we get saved or these things happen, and, and I love the prophetic culture because, because we love giving words of knowledge and understanding and trying to see the future, that's wonderful. But sometimes we get caught in that, that we're trying to get to, to be, and we're not living a process. We're not living in a time of actually relationship. I actually find that I think God actually cares more about the process than He actually does about the outcome. Because that's where you grow. That's where you become who He's created you to be. He, he's excited for you to learn. We got to stop. I tell you guys, we have to stop beating ourselves up. If I need I would like, Lord, just release that grace to be who you've called to be, to walk out your faith, to walk out who you are. Like, we, we look at Joseph, and we get, we have, I've heard teachings, well, Joseph blew it because he should, if he would have realized who he was, he wouldn't have messed up and gone all that direction. It doesn't matter, because the Bible doesn't, re, doesn't say that. We, we put that out there. Then we say, oh, God tested him to bring him out in, through that. It actually doesn't say that either. It just said Joseph was given some words, and he walked out a journey, and these are the certain things that happened. But the cool thing about Joseph was that when he was at Potiphar's house, he actually became a king. And when he got into the jail, he actually became a king. So if you're, if you're in a season right now and you're having frustrated and you feel like you're in jail or you're feeling that people are cheat, lying about you and you're in the place, be the king, be the queen. Rise up because he already gave you what you needed. He called you to rule wherever you are because you're, you're filled with the Holy Spirit. You have the unfair advantage to the world. You guys, it's exciting because we're living in an hour that there's so much stuff going on and there's constant bombarding of, of telling you that there's scary, this is this, and, and it's bringing a fear to the church. We've got to stop. We've got to stop and look and say, hey, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. God always knew that in 2020 I was going to be alive at this time. And so he allowed me because he was, for God so loved us. He first loved you. He opened. Did you know that if he did not open up your heart, you would never be able to know him? He paid the way. So if he paid the biggest price he could ever pay to get you saved for this hour, that you must have some sort of thing to do. Amen. He's actually excited and saying, what are you going to do today? Amen. I love that. That's why I got Mira to share the testimony. What are you going to do? Mira, you got up and you did something. Praise the Lord. We need that. We need testimony. We need to see what God is doing. And it's, and it's every day. But don't beat yourself up. I just want to declare that over and over again. I'm way all over the place. But we've we got to break that. 
We gotta break it. Because I propose, this is my, if you wanna know my message, my, uh, I propose, what if you're the one causing your breakthrough not to happen? What if you're in the way of your breakthrough? Because guess what? And you go, whoa, that's intense. But it, but it makes sense because if God did everything, if we can agree that God already paid for everything, so what's stopping you? Either we believe the gospel that says that you're free and that you're a citizen of heaven and you're an ambassador of Jesus Christ of heaven and you have all this ability, but you feel like you're hitting walls. Where's your perspective? Because we say, we all cheer when we say, oh, God's not worried. He's not concerned. That's our mindset supposed to be. That's where we're supposed to be. It's like, it's easy. I said, Lord, I need some Bible about this, right? Well, it's simple. I'm not going to re- get into it too much, but the Israelites. Man, they get freed from Egypt. They get into the desert, which was not actually, I'm not going to get into too much, to study it. They were not supposed to have to spend all that time in, in Egypt. I mean, in the desert. They chose to because of what I'm talking about. They got in the way of themselves. They got, they got set free, but they were still living as slaves. And we know that. They keep on having Egypt. They keep on having Egypt in their life. And what is that saying? They keep on going back to their old ways, that slavery mentality. You are no longer a slave. You're not a slave to sin no more. You are set free. You're a new creation. You're a new creation. Come on, thank you then. Come on. But what did they keep on doing? They, cho- they, they made their destiny. We can't, you can read it over and over again. You're never going to find that God made them spend that time there. They chose to. Come on, they had manna. They had, they had quail. Somebody was bringing this up. I don't know who shared this the other day with me. Maybe it was somebody in this room. Oh, I better be careful how far I go here. But there is so much weird stuff going around, especially in the church. Oh, the mark of the beast is here. This is here. This is here. I'm not saying it is or it isn't. I'm not going there. But you know what's so cool is? If the Israelites were able to eat in the desert with nothing, with not being able to buy or sell food, you can make it too. Guess what? You're not even in the old covenant. You're in the new covenant. Come on. Come on. We got to expect to actually see God move. Don't, we get so much fear around us. If somebody, if you, we actually don't need to worry about when the mark comes. Whoa. Actually, okay, I'm going to step on some stuff here. You guys, we're, our job is not to worry about the end time. We're, our, our first response is to figure out the first coming, which Jesus came. We're still behind on that. Because if we understood it, we'd be running around telling everybody about Jesus. We don't need to get consumed with the end time theology, you guys. We don't. So much of the church. I, years ago, we did a statistics thing. It was a different church. And we did this thing. And literally, we did. We asked the congregation, what do you, would you like us to preach on? It was crazy. 90% wanted to talk about end time theology. It was, honestly, and I might offend somebody here, it's, I'm, that's saddening. What, we're supposed to be talking about Jesus. We're supposed to be talking about what he's doing today. We don't need to worry because if you're running the race, giving her, you're not worried about the end. When you're running the marathon, you're just trying to make it. At least I would be. I'm like, go, 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 give me something now. He'll get to the end. We're going there. You're going there. It's going to happen. I laugh. People tell me this, oh, this is this, how it's going to happen, this is going to happen. And I just, one day the Lord just told me, he goes, it's going to be interesting when they all are mad at me. It didn't happen the way they wanted it to. No, but for real. We dictate. No, what's going to happen? No, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. I had a dream. I had this thing. 
Well, we're all confused then. I think he knows what's going to happen. And all things work out for what? The good of those who believe. So if it has, if it's, it's going to be good one way for us. But God's good looks different. God's good looks like I'm going to the cross for you. Just remember that. We, we, especially I find in the charismatic Pentecostal church, sometimes we overemphasize about, oh, it's everything's perfect. If you, oh, you're going to have more money. You're going to have more money. No. That could be God wants to bless. I love that God cares. I'm his child. He wants to bless me. But he's more concerned about you and your walk with him. So if money's going to get in the way, he's probably not going to throw you a bunch of money. Because he wants you to rely on him no matter what. He wants you to rely on him no matter what. Oh, come on. Woo! We have to know what we have because you can't lose. What was this again? You can't lose what you never thought you had. You can't lose what you never thought you had. We need to know what we have. What we have. We have to know that we have the keys. We have to know we have the authority. We have to. Numbers 13, 1 to 2. This is a story about the spies before looking in the land of Canaan, going to the promised land. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Send me men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the children of Israel. From each tribe of their fathers, you shall send a man, everyone, a leader among them. So then we jump to verses 25 to 33. And this is the result. You guys know the story, right? I'll still read it. But this is when the Israelites, they finally get across the Jordan. Now they're going to, well, actually they hadn't yet, sorry. They're in the desert, and they're going to check out the land that, that God's promised them. Who here has had some promises from God? Come on. Who knows that we're supposed to be living in the promises of God? Come on. And they returned from spying out the land after 40 days. Now they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron, all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of Paran, Kadesh, and brought back word to them and to all the congregation, showed them the fruit of the land. Then they were told them and said, we, want, we went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the banks of the Jordan. It's interesting that this is the promised land that God brought them to. But how come there's still the enemy in it? Because God allows you to partner with him. You know how easy it would be for God to go on, Jebusites, Amalekites, they're all plagued, boom. They could have got Corona. He could have, boom, crony you. Sorry, that's a bad joke. It's too early, eh, for that? But anyways, <laughs> what? No, like seriously, he could have just killed them off. He wants to see what they're going to do. Again, they chose not to walk out in their breakthrough, because watch what happens. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let's us go at once and take possession, for we are able to overcome it. This is the other's response. But the men who had gone up and said, we are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they have gave their children of Israel a bad report of the land, which they had spied out. Saying, the land to which we have gone, have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. There here we saw the giants 
descendants of Anak came and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, so we were in, so we were in their sight. It's interesting. Isn't that how it feels right now a little bit outside? The giants, the media, COVID, the protests, the only 50 people in here. It feels like that. But what if you decide to be called and choose to live a lifestyle like Caleb and Joshua? What if you choose even again today? Because we need to. It's a process. Again, I don't care if we, you've been caught up in it till this moment. Those are watching. Those are, I don't, it's okay. We all have. I've been in the conversations that worked myself up. But what if we get reminded the fruit is good? How many of us, I was discussing with somebody that the beginning of the year, they were so excited. There were so many good words for 2020. It was an exciting year. There was so much future. We were like, God's going to move. This and this. And all of a sudden, COVID comes, and we're like, oh, oh, it sucks. This is bad. But guess what? Heaven didn't change the plan. We've chosen. That person said, they, they, and this is so cool because it's okay for this. I want to get, like, we have to understand. They said, just so they said, they just realized this week, why have I let myself hold back so long? Because they got the revelation. Why have I, all this season, been looking at the negative and realizing that I just missed out on what was supposed to happen. But you know what's so cool about that person is they realized it, got the revelation, and they're not going to dwell on what they missed. They're going to get into it now. And they know God is a redeeming God. And it doesn't matter. We get to step in and exponentially get ahead again. Come on. Why? Because they just chose this week to say, let us go at once and take possession for you are able to overcome it. We are overcomers. By the blood of the Lamb, we are overcomers. It's shifting perspectives. Come on, we've got to get back to the simplicity of John 3, 16, 17. For this is how much God loved the world. He gave His one and only unique Son as a gift. So now everyone who believes in Him will never perish, but experience everlasting life. God did not send His Son to the world to judge it and condemn the world, but, to, but be its Savior and rescue it. Come on, we're here to rescue it. You guys, if you choose to, you can find out God is moving all over the place. There is salvations happening, healings happening. There is actually a, a shift. You, you can, this is the problem. We get caught up in looking at this little media. The media has you so focused on the negative. It was cool. My family and I went camping. We didn't look at the media. Guess what? COVID disappeared. It was really weird. It just didn't exist. Why? Because we didn't get dwelling. I didn't get fed constantly. Oh, this is what's happening. This is what's happening. This is what's happening. It's not as bad as you think. Oh, that's going to get me in trouble. It isn't because it's good. What if he actually is... Ex- what? This is, I, somebody's telling me this week, another minister, he's like, he, they really feel, they're like, God's excited to see what the church is about to do. He, I do not believe God gave COVID at all. But he loves to use what the enemy tries to do. He loves it. You know what he loves? And he honestly, I'm not going to get into it, but if you look at and search for the right stuff, you'll find out the enemy's quite mad right now. There's actually so much good stuff happening behind the scenes that he is furious. The enemy is furious because there's exposing after exposing after exposing of what has been going on for so long. Come on. We got a church. Let's be part of what the solution I don't know if you've been watching. There's this movement right now to say, hey, stop not talking about the sex trade. Stop not talking about the the child trafficking. Let's talk about it. That's God saying, let's save my children. 
Come on. In the church, we have the solutions. There's a couple of ministries that we know of down in the States. They literally have trained their prophetic team so well. They're working with the, the police force and the FBI, and they're busting trafficking chains. Why? Because they're getting, it's crazy. They're getting, getting words of knowledge. They're finding kids that have been taken for many, many years. Come on. Why are we not talking about that? We are now. It's a good day. It's a good day. Because the Lord made it. And we rejoice and be glad in it. Come on. In 19, I think it's 1973 in Canada, 1969, um, they made the abortion laws. I don't know if you know that. I think those don't get me, my dates are totally right. It's interesting. If you study when they tried to kill all the young babies before Moses came. You guys, the devil's scared. Because the thing is, he knows the words of the Lord. He is trying to kill off a generation of world changers. But we're making it, guys. He's in trouble because he can't stop them. Guess what? Moses made it through. You guys, Jesus made it through. Remember that? Herod tried to kill Jesus too. He couldn't get him. But think about it. Look around you. The enemy was trying to knock you off. For what reason? Because you're called to greatness. You are called to greatness. You are called to be filled with the Holy Spirit, move in signs and wonders to do greater things than he did. Oh, man, I love this stuff. Luke 4.43, but he said to them, I must preach the kingdom of God to the other cities also for this purpose. I've been sent. He was a talk. He, Jesus came. Do we really? He came to preach the kingdom. He came to preach the kingdom. Can I say that? He came to tell you the kingdom of heaven is a hand and it never changed. Yeah. No, we have to get this because the disciples in that time, they all thought the Messiah was coming to knock out Rome, to knock off those who were holding them. Is that what happened? No. What did Jesus say? No, 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 no. That's what I'm here for. It's, you don't get it, disciples. It's about him. It's about my father's business. It's about what heaven's doing. It's about the eternal realm. You guys, we got to stop being so consumed about what's going on in the media. we got to stop because that's not what he's worried about. God's moving. He's doing stuff that they can't figure out what's happening. He's putting people in power and they're frustrated. Why? Because he'll move. Let him do his stuff and but find out what you're supposed to do in this hour. And it's probably not dwelling in front of the TV getting mad. No, I'm preaching to myself. We only allowed 50 people right now. Let's do the best we can with 50. We have 50 people in here. We're maxed for 50 people. And we celebrate. We're thankful we get to. Do I want to see more? Yes, but let's see what God's doing with the 50 right now. And the, the media, thank you. We got Angel and others that have pushed and got this amazing media going on. There's people watching right now, all over the world. It's, it's incredible. God's using things. He's taking us out of our familiarity. Come on. I actually enjoy that there's, I, I hear talk. It's like they're, people are excited to get in church. I talk to Christians. What do you mean your church is open? Oh, I just wish ours, we could get into ours. Like, people are desperate to get, realize we're blessed. A lot of Christians around you right now can't even get to their services. Our fellow brothers and sisters, they're in churches, they can't get in. Some of them are just because they're too big. How do you get 4,000 people with 50 people? Like, you got a 4,000 person church trying to do seven services. That's only 350 people. Be thankful you get to go every other couple weeks. They're waiting months. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Again, 
Matthew 6.33, so above all, constantly chase after the realm of God's kingdom and the righteousness that proceeds from him. Then all these less important things will be, co- be given to you abundantly. I love that. If we chase after the kingdom and get so focused on him, we don't even get sidetracked. Then you meet somebody and they bring you, oh, this is, this is, no, 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 I don't, what? I don't even know. I'm, I'm living good. You guys, I have talked to so many people in this church that are telling me that they're better financially, they're better off right now during COVID. How does that work? God? God? The faithfulness of God? Yes, there's, we have to, we're seeing things that are going to have to be worked through. We're spending crazy money, but God can move. Like I said, God always moves on behalf of his people. We live in a different realm. Why? Because we're seated in heavenly places. We are called to rule and reign. But we need to be born again. I love this. Simple. Jesus, uh, John 3, 3. Jesus answered, Nicodemus, listen to this eternal truth. Before a person can perceive God's kingdom realm, they must first experience rebirth. We talk about born again all the time. We actually need you guys. We have to realize that we're really, really born again. You are born into another realm. You're born into another understanding again. And you're accountable for that understanding. Because you are a new creation. You're new. The old has passed away. You carry the realm of heaven. You, wherever you go, the enemy's scared of you guys. He's scared of you guys. It's interesting. I think I've shared this before, but I, years ago I worked with some people that were counseling people that came out of the occult. And they'll tell you, they know fired up Christians because they don't like messing with us. They distinguish the difference. Just let you know, I'm just being real. They actually call us the weird talking ones that have fire all around us. These tongue talkers. They know the difference. They say, we don't want to. Some of them, we easy. We can target them. They, they, they just take it because they don't know who they are in Christ. Because it's all about identity. But others, they're like, we're not going to mess with the fiery ones because they burn. We've got to realize it. I say that, but that's, I, I'm not into talking about the devil's doing I'm saying it because God is that much bigger. You guys, that's because you get to walk around. You don't realize in the spirit you are filled with fire around you. When you walk in a place, if you actually recognize your authority, things are changing around you that you don't even know. But we need to start recognizing it. It's simple. We need to, body, I challenge you. We get so excited what's going on at Bethel and what, where they've gotten to and all this stuff. And it's interesting when you read back of even their beginning of really stepping out. And even just Bill Johnson himself started practicing. He shares this. He, he's like, okay, I'm going to practice this. If, I'm, if I got the kingdom and I'm filled with something, he, even before any grocery store or any store, he stops for a moment. And that's key, you guys. Stops and takes recognition that God is here and I'm a vessel. So I'm going to come in and affect that place. I'm going to leak and I choose to. And he would experiment. And it's fun. You guys, we need to have some more fun. Watch. But make sure that when you watch things happen, because you will. Because guess what normally happens? The dark hits the light and the, and the dark hurts. So the dark is what we call manifest. Something happens. Don't go and get so excited about the manifestation, but turn and love them. Oh, I, for years, way back, we were part of something. Oh, we could. We would learn so much. We could walk around and be like, pierce right now in Jesus' name. And they're like, ah! Like, literally, we saw it because it's real, but what fruit did that bring? Nothing. All we did was tell, some person was like, oh, what happened to me? They don't know. I didn't bring them no answer. Let's be a healthy church. Come on. We don't need to be scared of warlocks and demons. All that. We, we, we bring the kingdom. They're scared of you. 
And you carry something. They so need to be loved. The Father's love. They need to find out that they were not created to live in shame and hurt. Because you talk to them when they've come out of it. They're not happy. They're trying to find an answer. They just don't know it. Oh, man. Luke 10, 9. Then heal the sick and tell them all, God's kingdom realm has arrived and now it's within your reach. We need to be declaring that everywhere we go. Now is the time that God's kingdom realm has arrived. Come on. I'm going to give a few of these verses. John 3, 5. Jesus answers, I speak an eternal truth. Unless you are born of water and spirit wind. I love that. Spirit wind. You will never enter God's kingdom realm. In the New King James Version, that is the same verse. Jesus answered, most surely I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. I've already talked about this. That all things have passed away. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Now if anyone is in full into Christ, he has become an entirely new creation. All that related to the old order has vanished. Behold, everything is fresh and new. You guys, do we believe that? All things related to the old order. That's your old man. That's pre-salvation, pre-born again. Has vanished. Has vanished. There's a footnote here. They would include our... our um, this would include our old identity, our life of sin, the power of Satan, the religious works of trying to please God, our old relationship with the world, and our old mindsets. We're not reformed or simply refurbished. We are made completely new by our union with Christ and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Dude, we're not, we're not refurbished. You know, who, who likes buying refurbished electronics? I don't. That means it broke already once. He made you new. Yeah, it was broken. And you went in and you didn't get an old one. He didn't just say, oh, let's fix you up. He gave you a new thing. He made you new. He re- completely shifted. I-, I also love it. It says that we can't blame. We can't. We, you guys, back to that process. Even as I'm sharing this, I, you're, we're going to come against that mindset. Oh, I'm not doing enough. I'm not. Stop that. Today, we can shift. Every day, you can choose. If you're new, you don't have to worry about the old. Guess what? His blood is enough. That's what the Bible actually says. We, 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 we're careful with how much we talk about grace because it's so misused. But he's actually already forgiven you for your sins. You just have to walk in it and accept that and repent and actually turn the other way and choose to go. But it's your choice. And the coolest thing about God is he's not beating you up. He said he's, he's like our biggest cheerleader. He's like, come on, you figured it out. Whoa, whoa, no, 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 about it. Lord, I screwed up the last 10 years, the 15 years. I've had this whole month. No, he doesn't. He's got, you got eternity. What's 15 years for the next billions? No, you guys, we have to, we have to change that mind. We have to change that. We have to because so much of the church is what, what's getting in the way is you because we choose not to see us the way God sees us, that we are called to rule. We choose to live in our past instead of going into our future, living today, being present. It is not God reminding you of your past. It is not. If you've repented of it and moved forward, he doesn't, you don't even own it anymore. It's too far away. Half the time, he told me, I felt he told me once, like, I don't remember it. So how, why are you bringing it up? Did it ever happen? If he says he forgot it, he forgot it. Either God's a liar or he's not. So move today. Live today. Create testimony today. 
Because we can only, you guys, this is, this is a little heavier, but we, because we have to get out of the way. This is huge because what we've been, I've been listening to and I'm doing it my, I've done it myself in the season. Like I was saying, the person that is like realized this week the revelation of I'm, I'm going to step into what I'm called. I'm not waiting for COVID to end and stuff. Because you know what we do is so often, we blame. We get caught up. Well, I realize I'm not where I'm supposed to be, so let's blame something. It's COVID. It's this person. Oh, that person hurt me. I can't be part of church. This did this. Oh, this person did this. I, wasn't, I didn't get given the riches from my family like that person did. We have excuses for everything. But they won't hold up, you guys. They won't hold up. You actually can't do anything other than love him. That's what he's asking you. Will you love him today? Will you look into his eyes today? Will you behold his face? Will we get caught up in him? Because when you look to him, that's all that matters. Because really what we're saying is that we don't have enough. We're looking always for something else. It's back to the Garden of Eden. It's the simple. It, the whole message is so simple. The gospel is so simple. The garden, God planned for his people that he created us to be those who choose to love him. That's why he had to put two trees in the garden. But the, oh, the devil came and said what? You, he's hiding something from you. It's something better. He hasn't stopped. It's all he has. It's the only lie he has. Oh, there's something better. You're missing out. You're missing out. Why do you think that pornography is so big? They're always telling you it's something. You're, it, the devil's lying. You're missing out. You need this. You're missing this in your marriage. You're, no. Make him first. All that stuff doesn't matter. All that stuff doesn't matter. Um, Mike Bullitt, he, he used to share this. I think he probably does too. Pastor Mike, he's at Transform. He, he years, um, it's his testimony. So when he got married, um, his wife was barely saved. And that's a whole other story. And so they, had some, they were just struggling a little bit. And, and Mike would tell her, don't worry, as long as Jesus is first in my life, we're good. And he, he would get, he, she would get upset with him. What do you mean Jesus is first in your life? I'm supposed to be first. And he had to walk it out. And now, they're amazing. Kathleen is amazing. I was actually with Mike Bolt this week. And it's amazing because he, but we, we do that. We always are like, oh, no, 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 no. Something's in the way. No, as long as Jesus is first, it actually makes sense. Uh, a, a story of a, this really brilliant professor, and he was, he was a believer, he loved Jesus, but he, you know how sometimes knowledge puffs us up a bit? And he's outside one day, and he parks his car, and he parks by this lady, and on the back of the car is a bumper sticker that says, the answer's Jesus. And he, he shares his story, and he gets out and says, <laughs> let me ask a question, because that's pretty vague. And he goes, hey, excuse me, I'd like to know what the question is. And, he go, and she looks at him and goes, does it matter? And he goes, oh, that, it doesn't matter. Because he is the answer. We joke about it growing up in the church. Oh, the answer is Jesus. It is. It's actually that easy. You can have all the knowledge you want, but if, let the, if you don't put Jesus in first, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's so simple, church. But we need to be reminded. I don't say that. The great, I say it to myself. We've got to review every day. Stop. Take ownership of your own life. That's a huge one. Each of you, I don't care if your spouse isn't going on fire, it, your choice, your choice. Because when you get on fire, something's going to happen. Those around you will be affected when the motive is going after him. If the motive is, I'm getting on fire because I need to teach these guys a lesson. When they see me, they're going to change. No! No, come on, let's be honest, we do that. Let's be honest, come on. Come on. 
We do it. I do it. I've done it before. No, 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 no. It's what, that's not relationship. That's using him. He wants to know you. He always did. He said, come follow me. I want relationship. Because the more you follow him and run with him, you're not in the way because you're walking with him. When you're a disciple, you're spending time with him. You can't get the way then. And all of a sudden, you start realizing things are good. But the crazy thing, things are good. When you can't pay your rent, it's still good. Have you met those people that know Jesus so well that when they start not doing well and you're looking at their life and going, man, I like, you have a hard life, but they're happy? Come on, let's be honest. Those frustrate us, don't they? Because we're getting convicted. Because their, their value, their hope isn't in their bank account. Again, I think God wants to bless the church. He wants to bless his people. But his first and foremost is do we love him? Or are we the disciples of him? Woo! I'm going to end here. I'm not gonna, I, I do want to share, though, because uh, I love sharing. I Roman taught me years and years and years ago. He said, Kevin, people don't need to know how good you are. They need to know how you can fail. Why? Why I said Because they need to know that none of us are perfect. Because sometimes we, we create this platform that all of a sudden, I can't... I, uh, Oh, if only that, if I was that person, I could be as good. No, it's a walk, every one of us. God positions us in different places and given us different gifts to how to, and, and function. That's one thing. So it's, this week, it's, it's funny because, um, well, it's not, this part's not funny, but Donna got hurt in, in um, we were camping, and she fell off this thing and actually hurt herself, like her back pretty good. And so... When uh, her sister actually's a nurse and she checked her out and Donna's, she got out a joint from the, it was cracked three times or whatever she said. And literally her leg was about th- like at least over half an inch, now longer, like it shifted, okay, for real. You could, we, we've, so let me explain. We love, this is a, and this is what, this is the story. So we've seen so many legs grow because quite often that's actually the situation. We get jarred. We know how to, we, we've learned over the years, you know how to sit them in the chair to do the, to check how their legs are and we watch it. We call it literally one of the simplest miracles because we've seen it so many times. So Donna, we're back from vacation. I don't know why we're doing it on vacation. And she um, says one night, because she's hurting really bad, and she's like, let's pray. So she does her chair thing, and, and, and her leg is obviously out. And so I grab it. We had put the kids to bed, and I grab her legs. Man of faith, all right? Faith. And I grab her legs. I'm like, hey, Lord, I've seen this so many. This is easy. Donna's talking, oh, this is easy. Let's just quickly do it. Like, literally, that's how we were talking. Just being honest. Pray. Lord Jesus, right now, I just command that leg. No. Okay, Lord Jesus, we just command this leg right now. But I'll tell you what's going on in my head right now. Oh, shoot. I was on vacation. Maybe I wasn't pressing in enough. I'm being honest with you. We need to know this because this is real life. And I'm like, okay, Lord. No, no, no. And he's like, like this, is my, this is how God speaks to me. He's pretty intense to me. This is my personality. He's like, he's like get a bit of a break, Kevin. Are you serious? You're thinking like that? You're my child. Oh, no. Oh, shoot. Shut the and now Donna's saying, are you serious? Like, she's honest, too. And I'll be honest, she's getting depressed right there. She's, she's, being, she's being real. We're just being real. I asked her. I can share this. She's actually getting emotional. Because she's like, and basically we're praying nothing. And she's like, am I a dud or something? Because honestly, we've, she's used that language because we've seen it so much. And I'm wrestling in my mind going, oh, my word. Like, what have I done? My own wife, I can't get it to heal. I've seen it so many times. It's supposed to be easy. And she's reminding me. This is easy. (laughs) Like seriously, and now my wife's crying because she feels like she's a dud that God doesn't want to heal her. 
We're being real, folks. So then what happens? Good button. Me, not God's idea. So I'm like, oh, we just put the kids to bed. I know how this works. If kids are here, it always happens because he loves kids. And I say that in my mind, and the Lord's like, are you serious right now? But I'm not listening. I need this to happen. My wife's in pain. And it just happens that Judah yelled out something. So I'm like, Judah, Elisha, come down, come down, come down. And they're excited because they're out of bed. Right? So I told them we're going to do it. And my kids understand it. They're not even, they jump right in. So we pray, and they're like, they're doing their thing. They pray. Oh. They all, and the cool thing is, as kids, they can see the difference, right? So they're being blunt. Well, we prayed two or three times, and now my, my Judah is black and white. He's like, this ain't working. <laughs> right? Seriously. And in our discussion, this is so cool how God works. I'm like, Lord, I don't understand. I'm like, I'm hitting, getting all dwelling on myself, which has nothing to do with me. And, and, and I'm frustrated. We're all, and, and it's so funny. While we're discussing this, I'm like, okay, let's do it again. We left our legs up there perfectly straight. Well, we're pretty intense. We're like, oh, hold on a second. Donna, do the back thing. Sit on the chair properly again. We gotta, <laughs> right? Four times. It's all right. It all moved back. Amen. Guess what? We got out of the way. Had nothing to do with me or my kids. He did it because he loves us. It wasn't some, well, pow, pow, no. He literally rebuked me. He says, you need to change your understanding. What is wrong with you? He's pretty hard on me. He's like, you preach all the other stuff. You tell everyone else it's not about you. No, we need to be real, guys. Because it's the kingdom of heaven. He do what? I'm his child. I'm his child. We need to know who we are. Okay, I'm going to, we're just going to end here because I have to, we, we only need Jesus. I just want to, I just want to read this couple, this is a song, you guys, it's called Only Jesus by Brian Jen Johnson. I just got, I love this song, people that know me, I always just do, because just listen to this for a second, these are the words, you're my constant in the chaos, talking about Jesus here, you're my compass when the road is long, you're my portion, my never failing, for me only Jesus. Let my heart want for nothing but you, just you. The riches of this world could never satisfy. Let my heart want for you, only you. You're my center, should I wander. You're my future, you redeem my past. Every moment and then forever, for me, only Jesus. I want to leave it at that today. Because it's only about Jesus. It's only about Jesus. We need to get out of the way. And let Jesus be the center of our lives. We need to let him remind us we're not duds. No, we need to. And you know what? If she did it, you know what's okay, I wanna, let's be really real. She still has headaches from the injury. So I'm wrestling still. I'm like, God, I don't understand. Because we're on a journey and he's okay with me asking questions. I said, Jesus, I don't understand. Why does you, your leg grow? We saw it. It was like this much. She told her doctor, it was the funniest thing, he's a believer, so he, John just laughed and said, yeah, I just hope it didn't grow too far because then my other leg might need to. I'll be honest, I was actually asking her other leg to shorten because then I'm like shorting her up and she thought it was fun. I love messing around. But, um, and, well, okay, well, that was after it didn't work the first prayer. I said, maybe the other one's supposed to go in. I don't know. We actually don't really know because we, we never mentioned you. And, no, but like that's okay, you guys. And I'm okay with walking out a journey going, Lord, where's the rest of the miracle? We're still believing. We're believing. Do you guys want to stand? We're going to end.
You can bring up the prayer team. If someone wants to be on keys, that'd be awesome. I just want a fresh reminder. Let's just get out of the way so God can move. Get some of our mind shift, our new perspective. Back to the very beginning when I we are seated, seated in heavenly places. So Lord, we just thank you right now. Lord, right now, I just pray for realigning in our lives. But Lord, I pray, Lord, that every, we'd learn to live a life so that when we wake up, when we, during our day, we'd say, oh, let's realign again. Let's realign, refocus, and you're the center. You're the first and foremost, God. You're my everything. You're my everything. So Lord God, we thank you that in this hour, Lord, we're going to be Caleb's and Joshua's. We are taking the land, Lord God. We're going forward. We have expectations today, Lord God, that we are gonna, we're coming out of the seasons farther than we ever were, Lord God. And Lord, that we're not just gonna get farther in our own lives, but we're gonna be a beacon of light to all those around us. That when people come in around, they're gonna get frustrated because of our excitement. They're gonna get they're gonna get go, what is wrong with you? Because of your goodness, God. Because of what you are doing in our lives, Lord God, it's all about you. Let you be our focus today. In Jesus' name.